Hi there, this is Lorenzo, and I'm about to play a preview of this week's podcast. I just now released it in full on my Salon 3.0 feed on Patreon. However, three months from now, this entire podcast will also be available here on the original RSS feed for the Salon. The reason for this change in scheduling is simple. Now that I'm in my late 70s, I've found that in order to pay the rent and buy food, well, I'm going to need a little more money than my Social Security check provides each month. For almost 14 years now, I've resisted the offers that I've had from commercial sponsors, and I've kept these podcasts advertising free. And this is my attempt to continue podcasting commercial-free. In May of 2017, I launched a Patreon site where my supporters send me a dollar or more each month. And after a year and a half, there are now 150 people who are supporting me on Patreon. And for them, and hopefully the others who will join them, my way of saying thank you is to give them a three-month head start on listening to these podcasts, which are now in their 14th year, as I just said. So in just a moment, I'll play the introduction of today's program, and I'll follow that with a few sound bites from the talk itself. After that, I'll be back with the details about how you can also become a $1 a month supporter and not only receive these podcasts early, but you'll also be able to join us every Monday evening for a live edition of the Salon. And it's actually a true Salon. I host it on Zoom.us, which you can access directly through your browser, and you can join in the discussion or just lurk if you prefer. I hope you'll join us there. Now, here is the introduction to this week's podcast, and I'll follow that with a few brief sound bites from the program itself. Greetings from Cyberdelic Space. This is Lorenzo, and I'm your host here in the Psychedelic Salon. And I'd like to begin today by thanking all of my supporters over on Patreon. As you know, that's where I'm now releasing these complete podcasts three months before I make them available on the original Salon RSS feeds. And while I was able to resist doing this for over 13 years now, well, I'm forced to admit that now that I'm in my late 70s, I'm going to need a little more income in addition to the Social Security, if I'm going to be able to continue living a comfortable life. And uh, that's why I'm now publishing these podcasts in full on the first-run Patreon feed. Also, each Monday night, I host a live version of this salon for my supporters on Patreon. And tomorrow night, our guest will be Matt Palomary, who you've heard from several times here in the salon. And he'll be able to uh, answer all of your questions about ayahuasca, uh, about being a professional writer, and maybe he'll even share a few stories about some of our adventures in years gone by. Now, one other thing that you should know about is that early bird tickets for the Imagine Convergence Conference that will take place on Orcas Island this coming March, those tickets are now on sale. As you know, this conference is about presenting ideas for a future paradigm and will be a gathering of changemakers, intellectuals, innovators, and cultural creatives. And while I'm looking forward to uh, meeting some of the people that I've been following online for years now, people like Charles Eisenstein and Julia Butterfly Hill, well, I think that you will also enjoy meeting and visiting with some of the people that you've heard from here in the salon. In addition to myself and Bruce Damer, you'll also get to meet Paul Stamets and Dr. Charlie Grobe. 
Now, from my perspective, one of the things that makes this conference unique, in addition to the wide diversity of topics that will be covered, is that most of us are going to be living and eating together during the conference, and there won't be any distractions from a nearby big city. It's basically going to be an intimate, extended family gathering. Now, I realize that you may not be able to make it yourself due to work or other commitments, but have you thought about this? We are now entering the holiday season, and, well, a truly incredible gift that you could give to someone would be a ticket to this conference. Tickets are on sale with early bird pricing right now, and I'll link to their website in today's program notes, which you will find at psychedelicsalon.com. You know, if ever there was a time to connect with others who are as concerned about the future of our planet as we are, and who have positive attitudes about ways in which we can proceed into this unknown realm that lies just ahead, well, this is the place to be. I'll be there, and in fact, I'm bringing my oldest son. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to meet you there as well. And uh, now for today's program, which is the fourth installment of a June 1989 Terrence McKenna workshop. And we'll be picking up where we left off last week. Now, in about 10 minutes, you're going to hear Terrence go on a roll when he gets talking about the eschaton and the end of history. Today, of course, that sounds quite insane, like the ranting of an end-of-the-world prophet of doom or something. But, as you listen to it, try to travel back in time to 1989. <laughs> it's going to be hard for some of you because you were really little kids then. But back then, when 2012 was still a distant glimmer on the horizon, back then, before it became obvious that there would be no end of the world 2012 event, well, then his rantings made a lot more sense. I'm not saying that many people bought into his predictions. In fact, Terrence often said that we shouldn't take him seriously. But as you listen to this rap, see if you can figure out just what it was that made the lectures of Terence McKenna so compelling that here 30 years later we are still fascinated by them. So now here once again is Terence McKenna. Now here are a few sound bites from the first 30 minutes of this 90 minute talk. It's just cognitive activity is all that the psychedelic experience is. It's accelerated cognitive activity. You know, what psychedelics lead to is appropriate activity. Appropriate activity is the way to be straight with the psychedelic vision. Do what is appropriate and it will resonate with the vision because the vision is a vision of what is appropriate. What are we when we begin to take off our cultural clothing? What kind of world will we build in the pure imagination? I mean, without psychedelics, we'd still be flipping over cow paddies on the plains of Africa looking for beetles. The earth is using a species, the high, a higher primate species, to concentrate information, to concentrate symbolic structure in a part of the environment. Bees gather honey, human beings concentrate and gather and elaborate symbolic structures. Why? We don't know why, except that when we look into the psychedelic dimension, there seems to be this sense of a process that the earth is not devoid of teleology. I, don't, I feel that if you take more than 10 grams, 
your powers of reportage will be damaged and you're useless to the rest of us. So I don't advocate more than that. 10 grams is a hell of a wallop. I mean, I don't advocate that. Only if you've taken five and were bored to death, you know. But, but uh, it, it's not about, you know, just how much can you bowl down. Uh, I mean, this transcendental object probably is more like a being than an object. I just call it a transcendental object to keep those issues out of it when we try and think of it as an attractor. No, it's a mind. It's an organizing intellecty. It is the mind. It's probably the mind that you call your mind. It's a birthright, though. Why should it be restricted to mystics? It belongs to all of us. It is, you know, an essential part of yourself. You would no more want to miss out on this than you would want to miss out on sex or ice cream or, you know, anything that makes life worth living. This informs and empowers and enriches existence. I think every time you take a psychedelic, you should take enough that it frightens you, that you, are, you should never grow confident in its presence, it will destroy you. That is the one thing it will not tolerate is uh, cockiness. I mean, it just takes that, funny word, huh? It just takes that and will not put up with it uh, because it's a sin against the goddess, obviously. It's the sin of hubris. It's the sin of pride. Psychedelics are not dangerous. We'd love to convince ourselves they were dangerous. Then there would be no reason to take them. The danger, to my mind, is, and this is my personal opinion, and you now come up against who I am and my hang-ups, what I always fear is madness, not death. Death, you know, probably wouldn't hurt my reputation at all. But madness... <clears throat> madness would be a disgrace at this point. <laughs> well, that should give you a little idea of what the rest of this talk was like. As you know, uh, in three months I'll be adding the full edition of this podcast here on this original Psychedelic Salon podcast feed. However, if you're willing and able to support me as I continue to press on with both podcasting and writing, well, I'd really appreciate it. With a donation of only $1 a month, you'll be able to listen to these podcasts in full as soon as they're posted, and you'll be able to join in a weekly online live version of the Salon. Hopefully, you'll see your way to adding your support to the ongoing work of the Psychedelic Salon. And for more information about how to do this, well, just go to psychedelicsalon.com and click the Patreon link at the top of the page. I hope to see you there.